live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest up. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. And we are live. Folks, thank you so very much for being here with us today and being with us through the entire CPAC coverage. We absolutely love you. And remember, folks, you are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV, live from America. I am your ever so humble, God fearing, and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot. Brought to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. We're home, baby. And I am absolutely blessed to be here with each and every one of you. We got the music going. We had Sean Farish. We might not have been able to get out a full Rise Up stream, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to make up for it now. We got Eli ready. All of you guys are ready. You know we need to get back to the news. And again, big shout out to Sean and Brennan this morning on Ungoverned. They did a heck of a job. So let's get right to it. Who we got? Chris DL is in the building. Terry Sue is here. LFA producer said already 510 likes. Keep them coming. Ashley said, I missed his speech. Well, you definitely should go back and watch it. It was incredible. Terry Sue, how are you? Good to see you. Nancy, hello. Cindy, good to see you. Barbara Peters, who came all the way down. The line was so long she couldn't even get in. Uh, big shout out to Jim and Barbara Peters. Big shout out to Victoria, whom I finally met down at CPAC. How you doing, Dr. Goat? Good to see you. Suzanne Vermontis is in the building. Let's go ahead and uh, let's bring up this. I think it's a good time to bring up the Rumble Chat. It's been a minute since we've seen uh, the Rumble Chat here, uh, the regular Rumble Chat. So here we go. What do we got here? Look at this. Let's slow this bad boy down a little bit, as my mother always told me I should be doing. Slowing the chat down so everybody can see. So here we go. We've got Dana from New Hampshire. How you doing? Good to see you. Darlene from Michigan. Hello. How are you? Becky, good to see you. Good morning. J.K. Alba, Moose for Trump. Great job at CPAC. Thank you very much. Big shout out to our producers as well. Shelly Rose is in the building. How are you, girl? Annette, Florida girl. Dotet, Rick, good to see you. Bobby Driver, Script, hello. Good morning. God bless. Carol the Cowgirl, Vegetarian, Brown Sugar. Tiffany, how are you? Cynthia, way to go. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Make sure you guys are rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. You can only do it once, but that means like the video. Casey in Florida, how are you? Jeremy, I intentionally did not watch the show for two weeks to see how out of tune I would be, and boy, was I lost. Well, that's a great uh, experiment to do, but we're glad you're back. Wow, what? The chat is going at warp speed. It sure is. Karen Sue, Grammy Love, Love Channa, all of you guys. God bless you all so much. And thank you for the donations that we got, not only during CPAC, 
but also the donations that continue to come in each and every day, not only to keep Eli employed, but to keep this show and this network going. Trust me when I tell you that we are literally squeezing everything we possibly can out of CPAC. I mean, not out of CPAC, but out of our, uh, out of our network. We're doing everything we can with the littlest bit we possibly can. And guess what? We're making it work. It's incredible. Now, you guys know how I love to go back, especially on the internet, and go, boy, this is what the internet is for. It's to go back and grab stuff from the past that we might not have remembered. Now, I'm only showing this not to, how do I say this? I'm only showing this not to blast Governor Ron DeSantis, but to show you why the straw poll that came out after the event showed Donald Trump even... um, increasing his margin of victory over DeSantis from last year. Three points down for DeSantis year over year, two points up for Donald Trump year over year from last CPAC to this CPAC. He is definitely putting more space between him and the rest of the pack. Now, a lot of people had a question. Why did Donald Trump come out and attack Ron DeSantis about lockdowns? He didn't lock us down here in Florida. He didn't threaten businesses here in Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, he did. I'd like to take you back to June of 2020. Now, I understand that in June of 2020, a lot of people didn't know a lot about what was going on with COVID. However, a lot of people did know that you do not lock your people down and you do not take business licenses from them if they want to stay open. Let's go back to this video from June of 2020, just so that we can remind everybody exactly what was said roll the clip if people see a pub or restaurant you know if they're operating at 55 percent, okay give them a warning tell them hey 50 but if you go in and it's just like mayhem like dance party hold on hold on hold on i want to just i want to i want to reiterate the volume of this is very low we cannot turn the volume up of this anymore so please turn your volumes up i'm gonna play the video again but I want you to turn your volumes up. This is all the volume I got on it. It's the only place I could find this. Let's play it again. If people see a, a pub or a restaurant, you know, if they're operating at 55%, okay, give them a warning. Tell them, hey, 50. But if you go in and it's just like mayhem, like Dance Party USA, and it's packed to the rafters, uh, that's just cut and dry. And that's not just an innocent mistake. And so I told him, no tolerance for that. Just suspend the license and then we'll move on. And then people will, I hopefully, get the message uh, that these um, these guidelines are in place for a reason. So we want to make sure people are continuing to follow the basic uh, instructions, uh, whether it's masks, social distancing, washing your hands. Um, you know that stuff will help uh, reduce uh, the spread. And when we went through this uh, in March and took different actions, March and April. You know, the goal was to slow the spread so that we could flatten the curve and have the hospital capacity to deal with uh, the effects of the virus. That obviously worked. We had in April, we were projected by some of these models to have 460,000 people hospitalized. Uh, we had about 2,200 at the date that they picked for that. And uh, the hospitals were never uh, threatened to go overboard. We were good. But we also knew that when you flatten the curve, you will uh, have the infections spread out longer. If you don't flatten the curve, it goes up and then it kind of crashes down. Uh, So flatter curve means you're still going to have cases. We said that from the beginning that the virus isn't gone. Uh, We want to be able to get people back to work in a way that is um, 
going to mitigate uh, further spread. And so these guidelines are very, very important. And so, so that's what we want to be doing. Uh, and uh, I want to send it over to Secretary Bashir's. Okay, that's pretty much about message. it. Let's kill uh, this here. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, what he said for a recap for all of those who did not see or maybe hear what he said. What he said to recap that was, if you go in and you see a business operating at like, I don't know, 55% when they're only supposed to be operating at 50%, he says, you know what, kind of give them a warning. But if they're like, you know, operating at full capacity, 80, 90%, suspend their business license. He also called Fauci's directives important. And because of the importance of Fauci's directives, he threatened to revoke business licenses in Florida that did not comply. So when Donald Trump is talking about you locked people down in Florida and you destroyed businesses in Florida, that is what Donald Trump is talking about. That and many other things that he said. But that was the one that I really wanted to go grab. I was like, oh, there we go right there. So again, not to sit here and like bash Governor Ron DeSantis other than to say, if you try after the straw poll, when you were down 40 points to Donald Trump, if you continue to try now, then we know who you really are. And I'm going to tell you something that I told Sean Farish while we were down in Florida, uh, while we were down in uh, D.C. at CPAC. I said, if Ron DeSantis calls a press conference and doesn't tell anybody about what it is and tells them it's only about uh, the 2024 presidential race, every single news outlet will be there. Every single news outlet will cover it. And then if, Don, if, if Ron DeSantis says, not only am I not running for president, This is why I called you, but I'm also endorsing Donald Trump. He would set himself up for a sure win in 28. He would have the large, he would inherit the largest base this world has ever seen. He could start raising money right now and he could have every single piece of every dollar he needs to win the presidency before he even starts campaigning for 2028, if he did those things. So I pray that he does, but I have a feeling that Ron DeSantis is letting the GOP and these rhinos Uh, prop him up and make him feel like, hey, with the full support of the rhinos, you can win. You can win. So all I'm telling you is, if you have the internet, remember that when Trump says that DeSantis did something, Trump isn't just shooting off the hip and saying things that don't make sense. He's 100% correct. He's 100% correct. Jeremy, what's up with your governor saying President Trump won't be the nominee? My governor is is a massive loser. My governor is probably one of the biggest rhinos in the country. Let's go ahead and play that rhino music if we can, or that loser music. If we can. There it is. Governor Sununu, you are a loser. I'm a loser. 100%. So again, I always go back to that same thing, ladies and gentlemen, that I said before. Did, God, did Ron DeSantis start doing the right thing for the people of Florida, or did he start doing the right thing for his future presidency of the United States of America? That you and I don't know. We can only assume. But the reason I wanted to play that is because people were saying, he never locked us down. He never threatened businesses. Well, clearly, he did. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the verse of the day today. Now, I did not have an opportunity to do a verse of the day this morning because we were in here early trying to rehook all the cameras back up and to make sure that everything was going to go proper. And as you can see, during the morning show, we had some difficulties. It wasn't our fault, but we had them anyway. Here we are now. So I did not get to read my morning verse, which came from Mark 10.45. Mark 10.45 that simply reads this. For the Son of Man 
came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, I'm going to tell you a story at the end of today's show that I just told on the last 15 minutes of Rise Up. There is no Rise Up show except for the last 15 minutes we were having technical difficulties. And it fit directly in with this verse of the day. And the story will tell you an incredible encounter that I had with a Muslim man yesterday. An incredible encounter that I had with a Muslim man yesterday. And it goes right hand in hand with this morning's verse of the day, which truly says, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for so many. You know, even at CPAC, everywhere I go, what I see is people wanting somebody to do something for them. And if I could get you all to share this video, I don't think the LFA family knows we're back in studio. Normally, we have clearly over 4,000 people watching right now by a lot. I need you guys to get to work. I need you guys to rumble. And I need all those who do not have profiles on rumble to make one, please. Okay? Uh, all I see when I go places, especially at CPAC, is people looking to be served. And really, those hosts of other networks on other networks, those hosts of shows, they show up for TV, they show up for pictures, but they're not there serving others. What do I mean by that? They're not there serving their producers and helping put up the set. They're not there helping take down the set. They're not there lugging and carrying boxes of equipment because they don't have to because they have a team of people to do that. Well, you know what? Even if you have a team of people to do that, you should be there serving too. And what I've seen is nothing but a bunch of self-righteous losers who feel that they're more important than they actually are. Shame on all of you and everybody that we came in contact to down there that wasn't doing their part to serve others and was only letting people serve them. Shame on you because that's what we're here to do. Jesus gave up all of his riches in heaven. Jesus gave up everything so that he could be here. God gave up everything to have his son here so that he could serve others, wash the feet of others, feed the people, help people walk again, serve them any way he could. Jesus was not looking to be served anywhere. And all of us could learn a lot from that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now, folks. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. He came to serve, not to be served. He came to serve, not to be served. And that's a good point. Somebody said they unfollowed Sebastian Gorka. Good. I, I, I definitely give you props for doing that because that guy is a jerk. He's a self-righteous piece of crap. And you should pray for Sebastian Gorka. And I will never, ever, ever have him ever on LFA TV, ever, ever, because of the way he treated us down there, just so you all know.
Let's go to the first and foremost section. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've got your Rise Up coffee, I'm so glad to be back in studio. And I'm so, uh, I'm so glad to be back around my family and my friends and all of you. We're about to break 4,000 here on Rumble. Please lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. I'd also like to thank already this morning for the $50 donation, Mocha Powered. Glad you're back. So am I. So am I. And thank you for the funding. We need it, and I appreciate it. All right. I want to get to the um, first and foremost section of the day, and that is this. President Trump's most powerful statement. Most powerful statement of that of CPAC, and it was clearly this. This is the final battle. You hearing this, Eli? This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Either they win or we win. And I promise you this. If you put me back in that White House, their reign will be over forever and America will be a free nation once again. That, folks, is the most powerful statement that Donald Trump made at CPAC. This is the final battle, he says. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Either they win or we win. And I promise you, if you put me back in that White House, their reign will be over forever. And I and America, excuse me, will be a free nation once again. That is drain the swamp talk. That is my next term will be my last term. And I promise you that I'll get rid of these people. What else does that mean? Now, this was a fresh new look from President Trump. This was a great speech from President Trump, albeit it was two hours, and I think he needs to shorten that. And I think he needs to be more tough on Ukraine and stop being soft-serve ice cream on Ukraine. And I think he needs to shorten the time of his rallies and shorten the time of his speeches. Outside of that, we've seen a new Donald Trump. We've seen a new Donald Trump, a Donald Trump that we're going to need in order to win 2024. Not a Donald Trump that we needed in 2016, but a Donald Trump that we need in order to win 2024. It was incredible. It was amazing. Obviously, each and every single one of us can pick it apart and say what we would do or what we wouldn't do. But I promise you that speech and that uh, tone from Donald Trump is getting rid of these people once and for all. Whether they go to Gitmo, whether they get prosecuted, whether they get the security clearances yanked, whatever it is. Whatever it is. People want to know what Sebastian Gorka did. Well, I'll just tell you. Uh, our, our booth, LFA TV booth, it was the talk of the event. Probably because we were new and a lot of people didn't know who we were. But every single producer of every other na- of every other station was saying, all we hear is LFA TV, LFA TV. Who are you guys? What are you doing? It was a great event. And we had people like Donald Trump Jr. We had people like Carrie Lake. We had people like um, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. We had Mike Lindell. We had all the big names come to our booth, right? It was amazing. Please keep sharing, though. We want to get this up to 5,000. Sebastian Gorka was standing outside our booth. He knows Heather Mullins. He knows Mike Crispy. He knows Sean Farish. Him and Sean Farish just had a conversation not too long before that. And he said he loves Sean Farish's Trump impersonations. Okay? He's standing outside of our booth, and he's just standing there talking to people. And I said to him, somebody said, your sound, do we, are we loud enough, Eli? Jeremy, your sound is awesome, but you could please turn it up a little bit. Do we need to be turned up? 
Maybe a hair. I'll turn it up a little bit. There we go. All right. Um, I said to him, Sebastian, how you doing, my friend? Hello, how are you? You know, he's big, you know, big guy. And he's standing right in front of our booth. I say, can we get a couple minutes in an interview? And he looks over like this. He sees Sean. He sees Mike. He sees LFA TV. Obviously, we're vetted by CPAC. Obviously, we're a friendly network, right? We're not a liberal outlet. There's no liberal outlets there. And he says to me, I don't know who you are. And I said, oh, it's okay. We're LFA TV. We've already had a whole bunch of other people here. We love you. Can you please come on? He goes, I said, I don't know who you are, and I don't know anything about your organization. Please submit a request to my publicist, and we'll, pro- and we'll get back to you. Please get back. Uh, please submit to our publicist, and then we'll get back to you. That's what he said. To me, that was the wrong thing to say, especially when you're just there to do that. You're there to be interviewed and to have dialogue with people. And when you said, when he said that, I said, no problem. We'll see you next year. Because next year, when, uh, when he sees LFA TV, wherever it is, whether it be CPAC or anywhere else, when he sees us again, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are, Lurch. So I just wanted to give you that quick overview. Let's get back to Donald Trump's speech, okay? Now, when Donald Trump came out of this speech, which we'll get back to in a minute, when he got out of this speech, same old rhino GOP losers like my governor here, Sununu, started slamming President Trump even after he widened his lead over DeSantis. Okay? President Trump crushed the field at a straw poll at CPAC yesterday. The president won over 60% of the vote, more than 40% greater than his nearest competitor, Ron DeSoros. Now, this scared the rhinos and the elites in the party who are realizing that their vision of America is what the elites want and that's what, not what's best for America. Another childhood politician, Chris Sununu, right here in, in, in my state of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu has aspirations for running against President Donald Trump himself, but he received no votes from anyone at CPAC. Let me say that again. No votes from anyone at CPAC. What do you think you're going to do, Sununu? What do you think you're going to do against Donald Trump? I pray that you do run. I pray that you do run. I would love that. I would love for Donald Trump to put your sanctimonious butt back in its seat. You pompous, elite scumbag. And you're lucky. You are so lucky that you've got a monopoly on the Republican Party up here in New Hampshire. Or your days would be done too, my friend. Your days would be done too. Sununu is just like Liz Cheney, just like Mitt Romney, just like Jeb Bush and others who were spoiled children under their rich family and under their uh, rich fathers, and they never grew up. Sununu, who was somehow voted governor of New Hampshire time and time and time again, was quoted saying this. As far as former President Trump, I think he's going to run. Obviously, he's in the race. He's not going to be the nominee That's just not going to happen. I remember when these same losers said this in 2016. I also remember when these these same losers, along with Nancy Pelosi, said he will not be president. And you can take that to the bank. So what do they know that we don't? Well, that means they're working in overtime, GOP, to make sure Trump isn't the nominee. And that is why Ronna McDaniel has a pledge out there that says, whoever we pick as the nominee, Trump has to get behind and cannot run a third party because they know that Trump is sticky enough. Today they've screwed him out of this nominee like they did um, 
like the DNC did to Bernie Sanders. If they do that to Trump, Trump will run as a third party and he'll prevent anybody from getting 270. You want to play stupid games, but then you'll win stupid prizes. You want to play stupid games, then you're going to win stupid prizes. Of course, it wasn't just from Sununu. It was from former Governor Asa Hutchinson and others who just completely had to get get on the train of bashing Trump when he came out of that straw pool. Now, I want to read to you, if I can, President Trump's uh, team, they released highlights of President Trump's CPAC speech. And I kind of just want to go uh, to the highlights. Basically, the um, uh, as far as war and peace, he said this, I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent World War III. That's a very staunch, very strong statement that he made. You understand what I'm saying? When he says, I'm the only candidate who can make this promise, I will prevent World War III, that means every single other candidate is a warmongering scumbag who either wants the World War to happen or will not be able to stop the, the mechanism of the, of, the, of the warmongering you know, military complex. Um, won't be able to stop it. It's too big for them. President Trump says, I'm the only candidate can make that promise. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Very bold. On the border... He says, three years ago, we had the safest border in the history of our country. And I will quickly do that again. I believe him. 100%. Law and order. He says, in cities where there has been a complete breakdown of public safety, I will send in federal assets, including the National Guard, until law and order is restored. Why don't you look at Portland? Portland, uh, Walmart is closing all all Walmarts in Portland. Why? Why? Because of crime. Because crime is too out of control. So you people that live in and around Portland, have fun finding a Walmart in the future. Not that you should shop there anyway, but you understand what I'm saying. Homelessness. He says, I will end the scourge of homelessness, taking over our cities and suburbs. We will take the homeless, drug addicted, and severely deranged, get them off the streets, and create tent cities where we will get them help that they so clearly need eradicating Marxism for the government, from the government. He says, on day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's crazy executive order, installing Marxist diversity, equity and inclusion czars in every federal agency, and I will immediately terminate all staffers hired to implement this agenda. I will urge Congress to create a restitution fund for Americans who have been unjustly discriminated against by these Biden policies, And we will ban all racial discrimination by the government. Thank you, Donnie. God bless you, sir. Moving on. Championing, champion of parents' bill rights. He said, I will fight for parents' rights, including universal school choice and the direct election of school principals by the parents, not the board. If any principal is not getting the job done, the parents should be able to uh, vote to fire them and elect somebody who will. On promoting patriotic education. He says, continuing the work of the 1776 commission, we will teach our values and promote our history and our traditions to our children, protecting the youth. He says, I will revoke every Biden policy promoting the chemical castration and sexual mutilation of our youth and ask Congress to send me a bill prohibiting child sex mutilation in all 50 states from a national level. Protecting women's sports. He says, we will keep men out of women's sports, period. I don't think it needs to get in any more than that. K-1. 
Keep sharing the video. Smashing the censorship cartel. He says, I will destroy the illegal censorship reg- regime and bring back free, street spe- free speech in America once and for all. That means even after him. America first trade policy. I will create a true national trade policy like the kind that made America the world's economic powerhouse. Total independence from China. Because economic security is national security, I will revoke China's most favored national trade status. I will implement a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods and gain total independence from China. China's accountability for virus. And I will hold China financially accountable for unleashing the China virus upon the world. Well, that means by default, sir, you must hold Tony Fauci, Dr. Burks, and Mike Pence responsible. And that was a good move by putting Mike Pence as the one to oversee the, uh, the COVID thing because he's just as guilty as everybody else. Withdraw from the WHO. He says, I will, re- I will again withdraw from the WHO, which stands for We Hide Outbreaks, not D- World Health Organization. We Hide Outbreaks. Energy independence. He says, under my leadership, we will regain energy independence that we had three years ago. Term limits. I will fight for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. Using all lawful tactics to win elections. This was a good one. Check this out. He says this. I will move heaven and earth to fully and finally secure our elections. Our goal will be one day voting with only paper ballots. But until that day comes, Republicans must compete using every lawful means to win. And then he says this. This is incredible. Check this out. That means swamping the left with mail-in votes, early votes, and election day votes. Where we can't get rid of drop boxes, we need them in every church and voting and veteran center. And until we can eliminate ballot harvesting, we will become masters of ballot harvesting, just like Sean Ferris said months ago. Beating the Democrats at their own game, except we will do it legally. And moving on, he says, bringing forth a quantum leap in American standards of living. It is not enough just to stop the forces tearing America down. I want to once again build up America. It is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Our objective will be a quantum leap in the American standard of living, especially for our young people. We will hold a competition to build new freedom cities on the frontier to give countless Americans a new shot at home ownership and the American dream. Let's bring up the rumble chat. And let's see what you guys think about what President Trump is saying. Words, words, words. We need our elections fixed. Well, you can't do that without words first, Holly. Can't do that without words first. This all had to happen. Now I know, Lulu Red said. You're getting it now. Patriot Donnie, who donated $100, said small business will sue FEMA for loan money given out because of a problem they created. I will post story about it. Make sure you're following Patriot Donnie on Telegram. He says, we always have had the power to get rid of rhinos, but many are not desperate enough to fight. Wendy, for the awesome LFA team. God bless you, girl. Trump's best speech ever, 100%, $25 to the Slurp Fund. Ashley Gardens, uh, Garland, $75. Sorry I didn't donate last month. Keep bringing the heat. Don't ever be sorry. We love you. 
God bless you, Denise. God bless Jeremy and Eli. And $50, $50 from Mocha Power. It's so glad you are back. Let's push down to the bottom of the chat here. It says, let's go, Trump. Trump is still acting like a boss. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this too. If Donald Trump didn't think he was 100% going to be the president again, he wouldn't be saying what he's saying. He would not be saying what he is saying. He understands that America has been and continues to be under attack. And so do every single one of us. So ladies and gentlemen, remember, America's under attack and there's only a couple people that could save it. Trump and all of us. Speaking of America under attack, America is destroying itself from the inside out because of people like this, because of people like the Biden regime. Many can now recognize what is happening and that it is happening. And you can get this book, America Under Attack, a free download by going to AmericaUnderAttack.com, AmericaUnderAttack.com, and the TrumpetDaily.com. What has happened to the United States of America? Well, I'll tell you. Communism, socialism, all of that, ladies and gentlemen. America definitely is under attack. This historically exceptional country is being destroyed from the very top down. You can go get this book, America Under Attack, for free. You can get the hard copy. You can get the download copy. AmericaUnderAttack.com or you can call 888-697-9939. Again, 888-867-9939. America Under Attack. Get your free copy today, whether it's hard copy or download. Okay? All right, how many people we got watching here, Eli? Almost 4,400 people. We've got 1,300 likes. We're going for 5,000 and 2,000. Let's kick it up a notch while we get into our next story. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, you know, the people that should have been on the ground immediately in East Palestine, Ohio. You know, the people that allowed Pete Buttigieg and other people from the Democratic Party to say, we're doing all we can. We're doing all we can and the water's fine. The water's safe. Drink the tap water, they said. Go back to your homes, they said. (laughs) Well, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. First, I'm going to play you the clip, and then we're going to talk about the story. All right, so let's go ahead and play this clip from the EPA chief right now. And then we'll talk about the actual story. Administrator, let me ask you real quick. Would you allow your children to touch the water? We've seen the rainbow sheen. We've seen, you know, all these chemicals popping up from the bottom of the streams that these kids used to play in. Would you allow your kids anywhere close to these streams right now? I I would not. I'm a father of a nine-year-old. I think we have to all agree that we wish this accident didn't occur. The accident occurred, and as a result, some of our uh, creeks and our streams have pollution in them. Well, well, well. Ain't that amazing, ladies and gentlemen? Ain't that amazing? That's EPA chief Michael Reagan. He was asked, is it safe to be in the streams, in the creeks? Would you allow your children to play in the streams or the creeks? And the EPA chief, Michael Reagan, says, I would not. I have a nine-year-old. This accident happened. It is not safe. I would not allow my child to play in the streams nor the creeks 
in East Palestine, Ohio. Would you like to hear it again? We can play it again. Let's do it again. Administrator, let me ask you real quick. Would you allow your children to touch the water? We've seen the rainbow sheen. We've seen, you know, all these chemicals popping up from the bottom of the streams that these kids used to play in. Would you allow your kids anywhere close to these streams right now? I would not. I'm a father of a nine-year-old. I think we have to all agree that we wish this accident didn't occur. The accident occurred, and as a result, some of our uh, creeks all right, all right, and all right. our streams have pollution. The accident. Pollution? Let me ask Hold on. The, ac the accident occurred? You mean the accident of purposely burning this off into the air? You mean that accident? The accident that... The, the, that you guys all decided with the train company, Norfolk Southern, uh, this was going to be a great idea. Would you allow your children to play in the creeks and the streams? I would not. So then why are you telling people that it's safe? Why are you telling people that it's safe to be there and that it's okay to drink the water? Clearly, clearly the Environmental Protection Agency chief says, I would not. That's not an accident. Everything was done on purpose. I would not, he says. I would not. No, neither would I. Neither would I. And because I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow the world to believe that it is okay to be there, that it is okay and, and safe to be there, and that it's safe to drink the water, and that it's safe for the animals of the wooded lands or in the water itself. How do you clean up this kind of pollution, in this pollution or this kind of uh, chemical uh, in the streams? You d I don't think you do. I don't think you can. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. Let's see what the uh, let's see what the Rumble Chat says about this. You all have kids. How many people there are are from East Palestine, Ohio? By the way, we're going to be sending uh, the donations that you sent, Patriot Donnie, all of you guys who donated so much money. We're going to be sending that to East Palestine this week. Here we go, right here. Bottle some of that up and send it to O'Biden White House. No way, I no way would I drink the uh, or breathe or bathe in the water, says Denise. This is, a this is affecting surrounding areas. Yes, it is. Animals who survive will come down with cancer. He is going to lose his job for saying that. I think he will. Jeremy, what do the people of East Palestine, Ohio do? Move? How? No, yeah, I know, I know. I know. I know. Buttigieg can bottle it up for his kids, said Texas Lisa. I agree. I have to say, I think somebody wants to land around, uh, to wants the land us around there. Animals will develop cancer. They need to relocate everyone paid for by Biden. I would not let my kids in the water there. People are going to move out. It's going to be a ghost town. Well, folks, that's why they want to move you all in the 15-minute cities. And we're going to do a story on that tonight, the 15-minute cities. They want it worldwide. They want to control all the farmland. Why do you think people like Bill Gates are helping buy it all up? Now I got to go to the January 6th political prisoners. Folks, first of all, I want to tell you that the air felt like I'm, I'm starting to tear up thinking about the January 6th prisoners. We met January 6th prisoners while we were there. We met wives and husbands of January 6th prisoners while we were there. We met people who are mortgaging their homes so that they can afford to either fight the lawyer fees or that they can help others fight lawyer fees. We met people who mortgaged land that was in their family for generations to come up with money to help these January 6th political prisoners in this D.C. gulag.
It is absolutely horrendous and absolutely horrible what our January 6th political prisoners are going through. And I brought on a lady named Suzanne Monk, who was the first person to start fighting for these political prisoners. I'm going to turn my, vo- I'm going to turn my mic volume up here real quick so you guys can all hear, and I apologize if it gets too loud. The January 6th uh, political prisoners in the D.C. Gulag leaked out a heartbreaking video from inside the jail praying and singing the national anthem. I want to play this video if I can for you, okay? It's a sad video like everything else that's going on with these people. We cried. We heard so much from people that are family members. So sad to hear, so sad to see. But let's go ahead and let's bring this video up now if we can. Let's go ahead. Everybody's outside right now. Mickey and a whole bunch of uh, other people are outside. We love you, Mickey. Love you, Mickey. Love you, Mickey. Yeah, and so we're going to, Julian's going to lead a prayer. And then we're going to do what we do every night at 9 o'clock is sing the national anthem. Loud proud. We're doing our own little photo shoot here for you on the reverse side of this. And, uh, I'm waving right. at it right now, so you're going to see this in the future. And, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, I've got Julian Cater here, and he's going to do the uh, prayer to start yeah, us off. And then we're going to do the national anthem. In the name of the Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit, let us pray. Thank you for this experience, God, that we may get to grow and have a chance to become better men and more humble followers of your word and your will. Even though we may not fully understand it or see the whole path yet, we have full faith and confidence that you have a plan for us. I'd like to pray for our broken nation, O God. May every soul come to know the love and grace of your only Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the true vine, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David and the bright morning star. He is the way and the truth and the life. Thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of so many people in this country and the world. May we always let our light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify you and only you, our loving Father who art in heaven. It's in your most holy name that I pray. Amen. 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 Good prayer. Yeah, good job. Good. Great job, Julian. Three, two, one. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed as the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars
Yes. Come on, baby. Come on. Sing it with us, folks. gentlemen, Donald Trump is the only person running for president that has come out and said that when he becomes the president of the United States again, he will pardon each and every single solitary January 6th political gulag prisoner because they did nothing wrong. And he will get them out of prison. Ron DeSantis isn't saying that. Nikki Haley isn't saying that. Mike Pompeo isn't saying that. Mike Pence isn't saying that. Governor Chris Dumbass isn't saying that. Sorry for all the children watching. I'm sorry. Sununu. President Trump is the only person saying that. And I think that goes a long way. I think that goes a long way. And we, and we interviewed so many great people down there who have family members in that January 6th gulag. And we're going to do everything that we can to help get them out. All right, folks, having said that, I'd like to go ahead and highlight our, one of our best sponsors here on Live from America and LFA TV, and that is 4Patriots.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea how many people that we met down there that said that they either have these items or that they are doing everything they can to get these items. They all know. Now, I want you to see something here, ladies and gentlemen. They have the Patriot Power Generator 200X now. Look at that. They got the Patriot Power Generator 1800. They got the, they got the Expansion Pack Generator. They've got the smaller generator, the Power Sidekick. They've got the flashlights. They've got the, cell fo- the, the batteries, the pa- Patriot power cells. Look at all of this stuff, folks, all this survival stuff that you're going to need because if they ever do an EMP attack on us, whether it be domestic or foreign, folks, we're screwed. So make sure that you're not. Make sure you go to 4patriots.com LFA or use the promo code LFA at checkout. Okay, but it's not only that, it's also survival food, camping gear and all that other stuff as well. The survival food is amazing. My wife and I are already stocking up. My wife and I, if we're telling you to do something, you can bet we're doing it as well. Look at that. 72 hour survival kit, one week survival kit, two week survival kit, four week, three month, one year survival kit is twenty eight hundred bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you this to try to keep a sponsor, although that's great. I'm telling you this to make sure that you are good when things happen. So please, please go to 4 slash LFA. Moving on. What do we got here? All right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to skip this uh, next story, and I'm going to move right to Antifa. Folks, Antifa is not an idea. Antifa is a terrorist organization. And Merrick Garden Gnome Garland... And the FBI need to start leaving alone parents going to school boards. They need to stop leaving, start leaving people like me alone. Start leaving people like you alone. All because you're A, white, B, a Trump supporter, and three, consider yourself a patriot. Because Antifa, Antifa clashed with police. Okay? They clashed with police last night at the site of a future cop training center in Atlanta. 
It was put on lockdown after a massive fire destroyed uh, the, the, the construction site. Antifa mil- uh, militants were clashing with police officers, and this was the end result of Antifa's effort. Blowing things up, destroying everything. Here's a, here's a nice picture of it right here. Look at that. Antifa did that. Can you imagine if Trump supporters did that? They'd be locked up like the gulag people. I want to play for you the video here. There's a couple videos that I'm going to play for you here. And uh, bear with me. Um, bear with me if there's any like swearing in the background. Uh, it, it won't be really prevalent. It won't be loud. But just bear with me just in case. Let's go ahead and roll this video clip if we can. So as you can see here, there's no video. See the cops running? Look at this. Unbelievable. See over here? You can, here's the, see my, right here. This is Antifa clashing with police officers at a police training site. At a future police training site. Again, have you, had you and I done something like this, it would, be a, it would be a very different story. Now, there were arrests and there were lockups. People are detained and people are locked up. But look at this. Look at, the, look at the, uh, the, the, the warning shots. Look at the flash grenades. Look at the cops running from Antifa instead of beating them like they should and throwing them in a hole forever. Antifa's behind this. Antifa's probably behind the train derailments too. They're probably paid operatives. They're probably paid by the U.S. government to do this. Who knows? They could be. Let's go to this next video. Look at this. This is the police trying to lock up the next compound. Oh, that's funny. Look at they're locking it up for Antifa, but yet they opened the gates for Trump supporters at January 6th. Why are they locking the gate for Antifa? Why not keep it open, folks? Look at this. Look what they're shooting at the cops. Look at this. Shoot them dead. What are we doing here? You guys fought Trump supporters who weren't even shooting at you. And locked them up for the last two years. Look at this. Hurling explosives and fireworks and rocks at police. While they try to lock themselves in. Now, 35 of these Antifa protesters were detained. 35 of them are locked up right now. But this is what we do now. We run. We run from the Antifa supporters rather than shooting them in the head. Which is exactly what they deserve. They're shooting at them for crying out loud. They're shooting at them, a handful of Antifa militants, and they're taking on the entire police force. Wow. Amazing. This was in Atlanta. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. You don't think these people are all under the payroll from Biden? Of course they are. Of course they are. That's why police are running from them. Speaking of the Biden regime, there's a new report out today that ties the Biden regime funding to the International Fund for Public Interest Media. And you know what their job is to do from the funding from the Biden regime? Censor and silence alternative media. That means LFA TV. A detailed online report found that the Biden administration was working through Samantha Power, the administrator of the United States Agency for International Development, to censor alternative media by utilizing the International Fund of Public Interest Media, or IFPIM, through the administration's presidential initiative for democratic renewal. And the founding partners of the IFPIM include Luminate, BBC Action, BBC Media Action, and the MacArthur Foundation. 
And what they're doing is the Biden administration is using taxpayer money, funneling it to an international company that will censor global information, global misinformation and disinformation, and that they will capture this at a global level since they're not allowed to legally do it in the United States of America. And the DOJ obviously isn't going to do anything. Obviously isn't going to do anything. But you need to know this. You need to know that your money is being used illegally offshore, just like all of the Wuhan funding, right? They couldn't do gain of research here. They couldn't do gain of function research here. So what they do, they took taxpayer money and they did gain of research somebody somewhere else. Gain of function research. Same thing here. They're using taxpayer money to international companies to globally police speech because every speech from every country will affect everybody and silence it at that level. This is what the Biden administration is doing. So if you voted for Biden, do you think this is correct? I'll tell you what, the the Biden regime is causing other Democrats to run against Biden if he were to run. And there's so many other people like challenger Marianne Williamson who says that the DNC is rigging the system for Biden so that no other people can run if they choose Biden is going to be their person. Just like they did against Bernie Sanders. Okay, folks, everybody needs to know this. Now, before we get to my last story of the day, I do want to highlight one more sponsor of ours, and that is CB Distillery, folks. CB Distillery has been a great sponsor of ours, and I would love for them to continue to be a sponsor here because, as a matter of fact, I fell downstairs this morning, and I used CB Distillery uh, 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 a pain relief stick because when I walked out of my house this morning, it was a sheet of ice. I fell, fell on my back, fell on the stairs. I could barely walk. I could barely breathe. But guess what? I'm in this chair doing this job for you. And we rubbed that CB Distillery relief stick on. And right now I feel better and I feel loose. That is the power of CB Distillery. Now, I know a lot of people think it's weed. It's not. Okay? That's what the pharmaceutical companies have been spending billions of dollars to make people believe. This is a plant-powered wellness. 100% clean ingredients. So whether it be for pain, whether you need to sleep, whether you need energy... CB Distillery is your go-to, not the pharmaceutical companies. Screw the ibuprofens and the Tylenol and Advils. Check out CB Distillery today. Use promo code LFA for 15% off, ladies and gentlemen. 60-day money-back guarantee. Over 41,000 five-star reviews. It's definitely worth it. So go there today. CBDistillery.com. Dave Bray, USA. Everybody's wanting to know about him. He's undergoing surgery this week. We'll keep you updated. Now, this Jesus Revival that started roughly a month ago, and it started in a small little college in Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go and let's remember when and where this started, and then we're going to talk about something before we end the show. Go ahead. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Promise keeper, light in the Sing it with me. The way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. About a month ago, this Jesus revival really started taking place. However, what you don't understand is this Jesus revival has been building. It's been building now for years. And I have to tell you a story, and I have to tell it quick. But on my way home last night, yesterday, me and Eli, If we were one minute later or one minute sooner, this would not have happened. God chose me and Eli to have to 
No matter what, get off the interstate and go pee. I had to. I didn't need gas, but I said, while we're getting pee, let's get gas. Had I just pulled up and went in and parked in the regular parking lot, this still wouldn't have happened. God definitely had a divine intervention yesterday, and I must tell you what happened. A Muslim man pulled up right next to us, asking for help. Very hard to understand. Brother, brother, please help me. Help me, help me. These black son of a, you know what, just robbed me. Now he had marks all over his face. Nothing was in his car. They said they, he bum-rushed, they bum-rushed his car and took his bag, which had his phone, money, and everything. This happened. I, I didn't know. He, I tried to ask him where it happened, like so we could call the police when it happened, but he just couldn't even speak English. He was so distraught. He said, brother, I need anything, any, any money. He was, he's from Canada, obviously an immigrant from the Middle East. He said, praise be Allah, brother. Please help me. Anything, anything, $20, $50, $100. He started giving me his rings. He started giving me. Now, they robbed him. He got robbed, but they only robbed this, basically bum-rushed his car, took his bag and all that. And they must have beat him up. It was very hard to understand him, but he was very, very distraught. He almost in tears. He tried to give me his valuables for me to give him even 20 bucks. The valuables that he was trying to give me were far more than $20. And I was just trying to, just trying to get, understand what happened to him. I, I kept telling him, put the stuff back on. I do not want your property. How can I help you? Brother, brother, please, anything. I'm trying to get to Florida and they took everything. And I, I'll give you my father's number. I'll give you my father's address. We'll give you the money back. Please, please, anything you could do to help me. And I was like, just come with me. So I, I walked him into the store. Okay, uh, Eli, can you please tell Crispy I'm telling the story and we're only going to be about a minute or two late. I apologize. We walked into the store. As I'm walking with him, I'm talking to him, trying to get the story. He needed something. I knew he was a Muslim because he had said, praise be Allah. And I said, brother, you don't have to give me anything. You're a Muslim brother asking, and I said, a Christian man to help you. Oh, you're a Christian, sir, please, anything. I said, I'll help you. I took him into the store with me. I went to the ATM. I had him stand back just in case. Okay. Why did they not steal his jewelry? Because it, ha it happened in a parking lot. It happened in a parking lot. They bum rushed him and left. I was wondering the same thing. Why didn't they take your jewelry? But it definitely had marks. And I think it was just too quick. I don't think they were going to yank his rings off and stuff like that or his necklace. But he was trying to give them to me for any amount of money, whether he was in been 10 bucks. So he clearly didn't want to keep them. I don't know the whole story, and I don't, it's not my job to know the whole story. All I know is that while it was happening, I've been in situations like this a lot. I know when I'm being scammed, but I was praying at the same time, and Jesus said, help this man. So I ended up getting $100 from our business from, from the Slurp Fund, and I gave him the $100. I walked outside with him, and I stopped him, and I handed the $100 in his hand, and I was holding his hand, and I said, brother, I want to give you this. And he looked at it, and I said, it's $100, and he started crying. And he started thanking me, brother, please. And you have such a big heart. I will praise Allah. I will ask Allah to help, to help you, to, to help your family. You have such a big heart. I promise you, I love you. Please take my father's number. Take his address. We'll give you the money back. I said, we don't need the money back. We don't need the money back. It's not my job to know where the money goes after this. And it's not my job to find out if I should give you the money. God told me to do it. So I gave him a hundred bucks. But as, before we left, prayed with him and I held him and I said, we have something in common. He didn't, he was having a hard time understanding me, but I got him to understand that we had something in common. I said, Abraham. When I said Abraham, his eyes lit up. He said, yes, Abraham, Abraham. What a lot of people don't know is Muslims, Jews, and Christians, we all pray to the same God. It's the second, it's, the, it's Muhammad, Jesus. It's that that everybody doesn't believe in, but we all believe in the same God because we all go back to Abraham.
We all go back to Abraham. And I said, we all go back to Abraham and we all serve the same God. And God brought you here and brought me here. Because like Eli said, if I was anybody else, I could have been like, get out of here. Screw you. Go back to your own country, loser. He didn't know. Like I said, it could have been a minute later, a minute earlier, and it wouldn't have happened. And you know what he said to me? And I will never forget this. And even if the guy was a scammer, it was worth this. He said to me, brother, I will pray to Jesus for you. We love Jesus. I will pray to him for you and your family. And he kept bowing and bowing. He kept still trying to get me money or get me his whatever he had left on him. He had nothing in the car. He said they took his bag. They took everything. I went home that night and I prayed and I talked to my wife about it. It was a true story. Took a picture with the man. And that right there is God bringing Muslims and Jesus together. Muslims and Christians together. Had I not been there, it would have been a very different encounter for him and anybody else, I have a feeling. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. Uh, Cue up the guys, uh, Eli. Tell them we're about ready. So keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Mike Crispy, unafraid, comes up next. He's probably going to talk a lot more about CPAC than I did. Because we had a heck of an experience. I'll see you at uh, 5 o'clock. Please rumble all the shows today. Keep us on those leaderboards. We have all the interviews coming up from CPAC one by one that we're going to upload. I love you guys. God bless you. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. Keep spreading the gospel. I love you. Mike Crispy up next. God bless. Peace out, folks.